0: All right, it is Sunday night, approximately eleven fifteen p.m. where I'm at. Kind of tired. It was a long weekend, long weekend. I just finished watching Top Gun. Uh, I don't know when that movie came out. It must have been like, without looking it up, maybe 1986. Let me look that up right now. Let's see. <clears throat> Top Gun, Top Gun. There's a specific reason why I watch Top Gun. <clears throat> wow, this is unbelievable. Oh, look at that! I'm good. 1986. We got Cayman in the room. What's up, Cayman? <clears throat> so yeah, I checked out Top Gun, uh, with the with the lady because this Sunday coming up, we we are going to watch top gun maverick so i'm super excited for that i love tom cruise that's my guy i'm not gonna say that's my favorite actor of all time but um definitely a legend um the guy's like damn near 60 years old still doing the damn thing still in shape still doing most of his stunts and um top gun's a classic top gun's a freaking classic film uh for those of you guys who haven't seen top gun i know this is the mma channel i'm just gonna finish my rant um it's a classic you know before you leave this earth you gotta watch top gun uh top gun probably created more fighter pilots you know inspired more kids to be a fighter pilot than than any damn movie or any media on the planet it's a fun movie it's really good val kilmer's in it uh Tim Robbins. I think that's his name. Is it Tim Robbins? Yeah, no, it's a classic. My girl, like, she never seen it. I was like, what? I was like, you never seen Top Gun? Are you kidding me? And I've been putting off seeing Maverick for a bit. And it's kind of like, man, I don't want to miss Maverick in the theater. And everything I hear about it, everybody says Top Gun Maverick is badass. They're like, the movie was awesome. So <clears throat> have you guys seen it? Let me know if it was good or not. Um, Just no spoilers. No spoilers, guys. I will get on some MMA topics. Um, One more thing. One more thing. Movie related. So, I talked about this, I think, on the last live. um, The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing with Kurt Russell. The the sci-fi horror movie. uh, Absolute classic itself. One of my favorite movies of all time. like Top five. 100% that's being re-released. It was re-released today, 40th anniversary of the thing. Craziness, craziness. Um, missed it today. Cause it was like a special showing only like 7 PM. <clears throat> so I totally forgot, totally missed it today. Such a loser. Um, but I got tickets for Wednesday <clears throat> and I'm going to be going to that one by myself. My girl's not going to accompany me. She actually gets out of work late and, um, she's not going to make it, but I am, I can't miss it because like I said, that's one of my favorite movies. And like, I was too young when that movie came out. I didn't catch it in a movie theater. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a damn shame. So like, I cannot miss that. I I I have to experience that movie in the theater. You know, I was lucky enough to catch um I'm dating myself right now, but Jurassic Park, forget it. Jurassic Park's an all-time classic. I saw Jurassic Park in a the theater. I saw Terminator 2. Um, I saw The Matrix. I saw um Aliens. That's James Cameron's Aliens. That's a oh man, amazing movie. I saw Robocop. So I got to see some amazing classics in the theater. I mean, I was like a like a really young kid, but I still went. I remember them. <clears throat> but that's coming up Wednesday. I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked. But all right, let's talk about some MMA. Let's talk about some MMA. Born you guys with the movies. Maybe I should uh I got to do the movie channel thing. All right. So Joe Lawson and Cowboy Cerrone Canceled again, crazy craziness. Uh, this is turning into the new Tony versus Habib. Apparently, it was a freak thing that happened to Joe Lalzon. And if you guys know more than me, if you have a little bit more information, please chime in. But apparently, um, Joe Lalzon he dislocated a bone like in his leg. You know, I don't know how he did it, I think it was just a freak thing. Like, he just didn't, you know, he moved incorrectly you know, moved a certain way. And, um, his, you know, one of his bones in his damn leg just got out of place. And somebody sent them information, like in a DM or like online, like how to fix his leg. Cause it happened to them. So the dude goes online, <laughs> reads this message, does the exercise. And apparently he's fine today. <clears throat> apparently he's fine today. All right, hold on. We got a comment in here. I actually have to look on my phone because I'm a little bit away from the the computer. I can't really see the screen. Hold on, guys. All right, uh, Eldrick Optics. What's up, Eldrick? Uh, just joined in. hope everything is well. What's your thoughts on Magomed versus Smith? <clears throat> well, what's going on, Eldrick uh i hope you're well man thank you so much for joining yep yep everything's good with with me man no complaints i can't really complain about much man i woke up today breathing i have my health as far as i know life is good man so magomed versus anthony smith so that one when's that one going down did they did they officially book that is that coming up soon hold on one sec i will let you know right now <clears throat> Let me see Magomed Ankalaev versus Anthony Smith. That is son Oh, yeah, yeah. That's coming up Saturday, July 30th. Uh Ank- Ankalaev is 17 and 1, awesome record. Um Anthony Smith 36 and 16. He got some losses there, but uh Anthony Smith is definitely an elite fighter, 100%. Let me see what um where Anthony Smith is right now as far as like wins and losses. Um, you know if he's on if he's on a streak. I really I don't even remember the last guy we fought. I think he he defeated uh Ryan Span like recently. <clears throat> I think I think. Let me see. <clears throat> so Smith right now is thirty three, still relatively young for MMA. Uh, his last win. Wow. So Anthony Smith has made like a good little comeback. He's on a three fight win streak. I actually remember these fights now that I'm looking at them. He defeated uh Devin Clark, triangle choke. He defeated Jimmy Croot, Dr. Stoppage. I remember that. Um, Jimmy Crute's leg was like all wonky and they just stopped it. It was, it was kind of weird. I mean, I don't know how to feel about that. Like <clears throat> I know he's, com- he was compromising a fight, but he wanted to fight. And, you know, it's it should be up to the individual, to be honest. <laughs> you know, like I know if, if I was in there, I, I will want to be definitively finished. You know, that would suck to just lose because my leg is kind of crapping out, cause maybe he could come back. Cause I think um he hit a nerve in his leg, like Anthony Smith threw a low kick. And you guys could correct me if I'm wrong. This is what I'm remembering. Anthony Smith threw a, a calf kick and it uh screwed up uh Jimmy Crute's leg. It just went limp leg. And um <clears throat> similar to like Michael Chandler and Bellator, and um Chandler's leg came back if I if if I remember if I remember that correctly, so Jimmy Cruot, maybe he would have got a function of his leg again, but he lost that fight. And and then um after Jimmy Crew, yes, Anthony Smith defeated Ryan Spann. So getting to the fight with Ankalaev. Ankalaev is a beast, man. Like people people may not like uh Ankulaev's style. And I kind of like I don't really understand why, because the dude he from what I seen, he could box, he could strike. And he could grapple. He could wrestle. <clears throat> and he has... um Out of 17 wins, he has 19... He has nine knockouts. So, it's not like he's not stopping people. He does have, like, a fair amount of uh decision wins. Like, eight decision wins. But, <clears throat> you know, his last three fights went to decision unanimous. You know, dominant performances. And... um, <clears throat> If you're a fan of the sport, fan of, like, technique... And just effectiveness and winning is it's like you kind of you, you have to kind of be a fan of what the guy does. I mean, he's a he's definitely a force. Um, Let me just look at the, the type of competition he's been fighting. So he defeated Volkan Ozdemir. That's, you know, it's a pretty good competition. He defeated Tiago Santos in his last fight. Um, I don't think Thiago Santos is necessarily the same fighter anymore as well. <clears throat> I think after he um hurt injured his legs in the John Jones fight, like I mean to me, we got a in the room. What's up, Jurek? We got Eric. Um to to me from my perspective, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but <clears throat> after um Santos blew both his knees out against Jones, I feel like he lost like speed and explosiveness. You know, <clears throat> the power's still there, obviously. Uh, but a lot of your power comes from your legs. And, and um, of course, if you don't have, like, explosion and kickoff from your legs, it's going to affect your whole game. <clears throat> Especially if you're, like, if you're an explosive striker who, like, sprints forward, like, with a barrage of strikes. And that kind of was, like, Thiago Santos's game. He's not the most technical. He definitely has technique. But his thing was, like, explosiveness and power. And it seems like, you know, he's at, like... speed and explosiveness. Something's definitely off with him. And I'm not trying to take take away from uh, Ankalaev's win, but I don't think Santos is the same. But nevertheless, uh, uh, Magomed still won. And um, as far as like Smith versus uh, Ankalaev, damn. You know, Smith is still a young man. Uh, Let me see how old uh, Ankalaev is he is he's 30 so like they they're, they're kind of like right around the same age uh Alive is a big light heavyweight Anthony Smith what what's going on Torin Anthony Smith um he's a big dude i don't know if like a, i will call him like a big light heavyweight i mean he he's like a big dude but i feel like there's so many guys like thicker than him just like just like bigger light heavyweights i don't like for some reason i don't view him as like a big light heavyweight i know he came up from um 185 i'm not mistaken and it kind of shows because he got like a small waist and his dimensions you know it it looks like you know he's just not like thick like a big light heavyweight (coughs) like costa looks way bigger than anthony smith but Ankalaev is definitely like a legit big light heavyweight. He got big old feet, big fists. You know, he's just a big dude. Uh, so, like as far as that matchup, um, Ankalaev, awesome boxing. Anthony Smith is a great kickboxer. I mean, he 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 mixes everything up so great. Uh, Ankalaev, to me, definitely is more towards the boxing side. Um. I would expect him to get the better of the exchanges like with the hands but the overall game Anthony Smith is very dangerous especially like in the early rounds. I feel like Smith um has like more confidence in the beginning and he's almost like um <clears throat> you know Gladiator from Marvel. Where are my comic nerds at? Uh Gladiator from Marvel is like one of Marvel's like Superman and Gladiator is limited by his confidence. So if Gladiator's confident He's about as powerful as anybody could be, really. Uh, but if he but if his confidence takes a hit, he, he could be defeated. So I feel that way about Anthony Smith. Like if the fight's going progressing and it's not necessarily a hundred percent going his way and he's getting like opposition, I'm not saying like he quits, but you could you could see him like slow down or start to fade. And I think it's a confidence thing. So, you know, Enkelayev. Appears to be like a really confident, strong-minded dude. So I don't think he's ever really gonna break in a fight. Um, the the pure toughness, like Anthony Smith is super tough, but like mental toughness. I mean, for me, uh, maybe I'll lean towards Ankalayev. That guy's like a hard-nosed guy, man. Um, but overall striking, not to be like long-winded, just going back to the matchup real quick. I have to like really I might do a breakdown. I should do a breakdown on it. Um, overall striking skill, like mixing it up wise, I'm going to give it to Anthony Smith. Uh, I like the way Smith mixes up kicks with punches. I like the way he, you know, takes angles. Um, if I recall Anthony Smith style, he switches stances. He's always mobile, which is awesome. He uses good head movement and counters. Um, and Goliath got great boxing. It's like super clean. So it's like, it's tough to say who's going to get the better of the exchanges, but, um, I might lean towards Anthony Smith early on. And then as the fight goes on, I think, uh, Ankalev's, like discipline, striking and boxing, he may start taking over. If like Smith doesn't get him out of there, uh, ground game. <clears throat> if I'm getting this correct, I I'm pretty sure. And has a pretty solid, like wrestling and grappling game. Anthony Smith is a, he's a pretty good jujitsu player. Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, I, Ankle might get him in the wrestling, but Smith might get him in the BJJ. So I think, you know, the ground, uh, it, it may be like a wash. I don't know if Anthony Smith is going to be able to get him down. So I don't really think it's going to matter. Um, So, yeah, those are like my quick thoughts on that fight. And if I can make a fight like a like a pick, uh, like a pick, not really studying it too much, I probably will lean towards Anthony Smith just based off of experience and he's been kind of, like, on a little run. He's fought better competition. But, you know, I, it, it's close. I mean, I think Ankelaev could win. I'm going to say 55-45 Smith right now. If I do a video and, like, really, like, think about the fight, maybe I'll pick Ankalaev. <coughs> Eldridge says, uh, I 100% uh, – I agree 100% on the confidence thing. Yeah, man. Uh that's how I feel about Anthony Smith. I think the dude's a killer. I I, I think um, he could be anybody. I like heavyweight when he's confident. Like, but you see, like these moments, like it looks like he fights against himself. It's like when he gets hurt. And the fight's not going his way. You, you see, like, he has to almost, like, rally himself back. It's, it's, you could just feel it. Like, he could break in there, you know, kind of give up. And I'm not saying, like, he'll give up and just, like, tap out or just, you know, turtle up to, you know, ground and pounded, and turtle up and have the fight stop. I'm not saying that, but he'll give up as far as, like, effort and, prime example. And again, no disrespect to Anthony Smith. He's 20 times the badass that I could ever be. The guy's like a professional fighter. He's a beast. Um, but against John Jones, you know, I, I feel like after the second round, like Anthony Smith, he, he kind of gave up, you know, he just, he just, you know, do its threw his cards down in that fight. And he just kind of turtled up and you know, Jones kind of did what he wanted to him. But you got to give credit to John Jones as well. It's just like, you know, Jones is just a beast. All right. So, uh, scrolling up to some comments. Eric says, uh, who do you personally think won between Cater and Emmett? Hold on one sec, bro. Give me one second. Freaking hot in here. All right. So, between Emmett and... And uh, Calvin Cater, to be honest with you, bro, I missed the damn fight. I wasn't even home. I wanted to catch the fights. Um, I was actually doing a trip to um, Governor's Island Island in New York (coughs) in Manhattan. Um, It was like a friend gathering and stuff like that. So we checked out Governor's Island. It was pretty cool. It wasn't really like a lot happening at the, at the time, uh, funny side story. Like I'm a big time, uh, you know, coffee addict. Right. And, um, you can tell I'm from New York. Look at the way I say coffee, coffee, a big time coffee addict. I need my espresso. I need my coffee. And in this whole damn Island, you know, this hipster Island, like not one damn coffee shop. Could you believe that? Like, like whoever opens a cool cafe there, they're going to make a killing. You know, it's that kind of environment. It's a, it's like a cool throwback island. They have like old architecture and stuff like that and buildings and like an old fort. <clears throat> no damn coffee on the whole island. Ridiculous. But I went to Governor's Island. We took a ferry. I went across the Statue of Liberty. You know, we saw it right there. Boom, boom, boom. Took pictures. Um, and after that I went to like a, a, a barbecue and stuff. So I didn't get home to like super late. And then we were just exhausted. I, I crashed and stuff. So I missed the fights, man. I missed the fights, but I'm going to have to catch, um, Calvin Cater versus Emmett. If you guys could give me like a recap, uh, let me know who you thought won the fight and like what was going on. You know, was it fair judging? Did you think Calvin Cater won? <clears throat> What's going on, Jerick? Jerick says uh, we got Cayman in the room. What's up, Cayman? Uh Hold on. Uh, I get such cool comments, man. Uh, sorry, guys. I just read like a comment, like a really cool complimentary uh, comment. And um, I'm so humbled by like, you know, people that just like the content and um, appreciate, you know, some videos I do. It's like, wow. It, it makes me happy. It really does. It, it makes me happy. But all right. <clears throat> Jurek says, um, "Had an had an MMA team from Russia visited our gym and trained with us. Got absolutely mauled by the guys. Only person I got hits on was the one Russian girl, but she still whooped my ass. Wow, that's insane. So, Jurek, let me ask you this, <clears throat> because I know that um, Sambo is a big thing in Russia." Um, what was their ground game like in their control? Did you get to any grappling? because uh, I'm sure like their their leg lock game was like off the chain, and um their their overall just like grappling, like their throws and their control. Uh Sambo's pretty badass. Like my, my first coach um at my the first MMA gym that I trained at, um, he was uh his background was Sambo, um really good Sambo guy. And, um, he was a beast. He had like sick leg locks, uh, super strong. He wasn't even like a big guy. He was so damn strong. And like, I think part of that was just due to like, <clears throat> just this technique. He knew exactly where to grab you, how to like leverage. And mind you also like, I was like so new to MMA and like training. I really didn't have a lot of grappling experience, um, to put up a, like, a lot of, a lot of fight, I mean, all I did was, like, wrestle at that point, like, in high school, um, but he was, yeah, he was a beast, man, he was so strong, <clears throat> hold on, guys, let me drink some of my, uh, pink lemonade, my lips so, so damn chapped from, um, the wind on, um, on Governor's Island, it was ridiculous, <clears throat> Torrin says, uh, Joaquin Buckley's a beast. Damn, man. I got to see. Did Buckley knock his opponent out, Torrin? Because I didn't see the fight, man. <clears throat> he is a beast. Torrin says, wouldn't mind seeing Joaquin Buckley versus Phil Halls next. That would be a banger. <clears throat> hey, did you guys see the Phil Halls and DC little beef? I kind of caught it. I couldn't really listen because I, w- I was on a train and stuff, like commuting. And um, I saw like... Phil Halls was, like, talking some smack to DC. Like, he said something like, uh, you bet on the wrong pony. You bet on the wrong pony. Because I guess the guy that he defeated, you know, DC got, like, ties with him. He kind of, like, mentors him and whatnot. And then I saw, like, DC kind of got in uh, Halls' face and told him to, like, pipe down. And, like, you don't do things like that. So, um, DC took his commentator cap off. He was about to be a fighter again. <laughs> <clears throat> Heyman says, um, what I'm noticing is the Dagestani style of wrestling is not as effective against stronger fighters. Joaquin, Joaquin is a decent wrestler, but by no means an excellent wrestler. He just stood up against Durayev. <clears throat> mm. Interesting, interesting observation, man. Um yeah, I, I I don't know, maybe maybe you're onto something there. I don't know. Um I know Habib. I mean, but Habib may be like a special case, but you know, it, if you look at Islam, Islam is pretty dominant as well and you know, they've grappled against some strong guys, but maybe that's not a great example because uh Islam Magachev is is you know, directly under Habib. Habib is like 100% his mentor, so He showed him a lot of tricks, like, everything he does. So, um, as far as, like, the Dagestani uh, style of wrestling against, like, just strong guys, maybe, man, maybe. I got to pay more attention to that. Now that you brought that up, I'm going to pay attention to the other, you know, Dagestani fighters and and how they do wrestling and grappling-wise against, like, powerful guys. Because that's the thing, too. Like, technique matters a lot. I mean... Matters like in a huge way, actually. I'd rather have like a shitload of technique than like size and strength, but you know, size and strength matter, they freaking matter. Like, they're factors, man. I mean, Mighty Mouse, as skilled as he is, he's just not going to beat Brock Lesnar. The only way, uh, what's up, Nataro? Um, you're not really that late, bro. I got a little bit of time on here. But Mighty Mouse, he's like infinitely more skilled than Brock Lesnar, right? <laughs> like in his overall MMA game, there really is no way that Mighty Mouse is beating Brock Lesnar. You know, it's just the, the the size and strength gap is too huge. The only way that'll happen is if Mighty Mouse gets a perfect, you know, uh, choke on him. It's not going to be like a, maybe like a heel hook, maybe, maybe, maybe. But if it's like a street fight or MMA fight... I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Brock would just pound Mighty Mouse to the ground, heel hook or not. Um, especially with heel hooks because you can apply them pretty rapidly and, and blow somebody's knee out. But the thing is is like you're you're susceptible to strikes and like Brock is so damn strong. It won't take much like for Mighty Mouse to get killed. <clears throat> but for a big dude like that, you would need to get like a rear naked choke. Um some kind of choke. It would be like a. Uh, anaconda choke uh, Darsh choke is probably not going to work uh maybe not even an anaconda a guillotine might not even work it's probably going to be just a rear naked choke that that's like your best bet against a guy's biggest brock lesnar taking his back and um it's happened it's happened but it's happened like in submission grappling like marcelo garcia's tapped out like other high level BJJ guys that are like way bigger than him, you know? So, um, totally possible. If you don't know who Marcelo Garcia is, go to YouTube, uh, type in Marcelo Garcia, ADCC and, um, you'll see him, he, he, he would do some amazing stuff. He was like five, six, not a big guy at all. Just like one of the greatest grapplers of all time. But yeah, size and strength matter. They matter in grappling and it matters in uh striking, like without a doubt, <clears throat> so if you have like a really powerful, explosive guy, yeah, it makes a difference. You're wrestling. It's it's hard to deal with people like that. Like whether you're grappling, trying to submit them or you're trying to wrestle them. <laughs> Natale says, um, shake my head. Cater got robbed. Oh, he did, man. <clears throat> so another case of like bad judging that sucks, man. Something got to be done. Kamen says, um, I think Joaquin Buckley is one of those really strong guys, <clears throat> not just a strong guy. <clears throat> I know what you're saying, man, because there's different levels of strength. Um, <laughs> There's like strong dudes and there's like brutally, oddly strong guys. You know, um, Yoel Romero is one of those dudes. He's just like freakishly strong. So, yeah, there's definitely, definitely levels to that. Let me see. Oh, came had and added with, the uh, with the Dagestani style of wrestling against strong guys. He, he came and added with strength and explosiveness and a bit of technique. So came in is admitting like you got, you need some technique, which yes, absolutely. That makes sense. Nattel's commenting on the Calvin Cater, uh, Emmett fight. Natale says, yeah, he blocked almost all the punches of Josh. Or, Josh were barely landing. <clears throat> that's unfortunate man and you know what I, I i've noticed that in fights and i've noticed that in the commentary you know I, I don't know like if us as fans when we're watching these fights if we have a better angle because we're watching it from the camera angles but to my understanding they have the same exact feed at the commentator's desk and sometimes like these commentators get ahead, ahead of themselves and like somebody's like throwing strikes and and like if they're getting blocked or parried and not landing right sometimes they're like yelling and and shouting they're like oh someone's getting mauled and like this guy's landing and it's like you could clearly see like they're like rolling with stuff or blocking a parian <clears throat> you know case in point even though Connor pretty much got dominated against Habib, uh, Habib was throwing a lot of haymakers and grinding on him. But if you if you rewatch that fight, a, a lot of them Connor was blocking. A lot of them Connor was blocking. They were not hitting him flush, and he was kind of like dodging them. And and somebody said they're like, "Oh, Connor's getting mauled right now." I think it was Rogan, and it's like. He really wasn't like he was getting controlled Habiba stone grinder pound scoring, but he wasn't having his head bounced off the mat, and if you looked at his face after that fight, he wasn't beat up. he didn't have like a mark on his face <clears throat> so i I don't know like i don't I don't really know what these judges see sometimes. I just think they're like it's lack of education, lack of experience. these guys it's not a hundred percent necessary, but it it will be helpful if they have some kind of a background you know, some kind of a martial arts background, you know, I, I don't know. seems like it's a problem, but I honestly, I think boxing's worse. Boxing has a uh, way worse judging and just flat out like corruption. <clears throat> All right. Um, Eldridge says gayguard Musasi beat Mark Hunt in a, in a fight at some point. Uh, Moose Knuckle is such a beast. <clears throat> He is, man. I think I remember that. Was that... Did they fight in Pride? I think Gegard Musasi did beat Mark Hunt in Pride. Yeah, man. It was either Pride or Dream. I don't remember. But I think I remember that. Yeah, Gegard Musasi is an absolute beast, man. He... You know, people... I see some weird comments. People are like... When they bring up Gegard Musasi versus Adesanya, they like laugh at him. and, And they laugh at anybody that... Uh, implies that Gegard could beat Adesanya, but it's like the fact this is like, maybe he can, maybe he can. I'm not sure if he would, but Gegard is so skilled and he's so experienced. He's good everywhere. I mean, he got grappling, he got submissions, he has wrestling. He's got a hell of a chin. He's got excellent technical striking. He got knockout power. He's super seasoned. He reminds me of Fader. He's very stoic in there. When he when he's weighing in or when he's like in the fight, it looks like um the guy just rolled out of bed in the morning, like zero fear, zero nerves, no anxiety. He just goes out there and decimates you, like kicks your ass. <clears throat> and it's funny because he did train with Red Devil, uh, which was uh Fedor's team. I don't know if they exist anymore, but Fedor was kind of like, I guess you could say his mentor for like a little bit. But uh, Gegard's world-class. He's one of the best to ever do it. Like, 100%. One of the greatest to ever do it. I'm not saying he's a GOAT, but he's one of the greatest, you know? He, he might be, like, for sure, top 20 MMA fighter of all time. 100% in the top 20. <clears throat> Maybe top 15. Eric says... um. Josh was landing early on, especially to cater's body. It was a close fight, and the first two rounds were hard to score. Mm. Uh, Nateo says, remember when Tio beat Loma? Tio did not land any effective punches. Loma got robbed. I remember that. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't watch the fight, but I saw the highlights, and I saw the general consensus online, and I, I remember, yeah, people were they were kind of confused. They're like, what? Like, Lomachenko lost. Okay, Jurek. <clears throat> going back to Jurek's comment of training with the Russian team. Jurek says, the pace they had was insane. <clears throat> had big and small guys, but the smaller ones were strong as hell. Their judo throws put me off and sparring and cage control. Only my striking was good enough for them. <clears throat> yeah, that's not a surprise, man, at all. Like, And that's been a thing. Um... I don't know if you guys listen to Joe Rogan, the GRE, but they talk about this a lot in the in the GRE because, you know, Joe talks about fitness, tra- fitness and training all the time, just in general. And he's had like experts on there and he had one guy, I think his name is Pavlov. I, I forgot his first name. He's like a-, a strength and conditioning legend. And his methodology is like um, training, you know, hard, but like not to the point that you're sore. And GSP, I think, adopted this and so did Ferasa hobby And Joe was kind of confused because he's like, how do you, how do you <laughs> how do you have growth and in and, and you know have muscle stimulation if you're not training to the point of breaking your muscle down? But you know, I, I guess this is an effective method. Like you train to feel good. You don't train to break your body down where you're beat up and you know the the philosophy around it is like you, you know, you shouldn't, because you notice like how Americans, <clears throat> I shouldn't say Americans, but how most people train in the gym, like we're all we're all trained to break our bodies down and push it to the limits, like max out, like high reps to the point we can't, you know, to failure, or like um you know, six reps to failure or the eighth one is, is too heavy. And like, we can't complete that eighth is like, you know, that's like the gold standard for like weight training. And then the next day you feel like crap. Like you can't even like defend yourself. If somebody was like trying to rob you or like beat your ass, like, especially when you do legs, but I guess some of these, um, some of these strength and conditioning coaches and experts, uh, especially like over in Russia, like, I guess they, they train, you know, in sets of like five, like moderate weight, just like a high sets, a lot of sets, and not to the point where they're super sore or dead. And they believe like, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel stronger doing it that way. Um, <clears throat> but I went on a whole tangent. Anyway, my point was, is like certain groups, like I think like Russians, like, you know, in athletics, they train differently than us, you know, you know, you want to know what's funny? Like <clears throat> Alexander Karelin, um, that Olympic, uh, wrestling legend, um, he didn't train to not be sore. <laughs> like that dude trained like a freaking animal. If you, if you go to YouTube, you can look this stuff up. Karelin was an animal, you know, he pushed his body to the absolute limits and look how successful he was. He was a giant too. And who's to say, you know, who's to say they weren't, you know, he wasn't taking something a little extra because I know like in one of those Olympics, um, that documentary Icarus basically uncovered this. That's a cool documentary on steroids and um the Olympics, but I think it was in the 2014 Olympics, like the all the Russian teams are like doping. So <clears throat> yeah. Natil says, I just listened to Drake's new album, and my god, what happened to hip hop? Shit was trash. <clears throat> oh man. Dude, don't even get me started on music. Uh, So I grew up in New York, uh, specifically Bronx, New York, which was the start of like hip hop and like rap. And (laughs) yeah, that's kind of like in my roots, you know? Hip hop and rap is in my roots. As I got older, my music of choice, like my taste honestly is rock. Like I love alternative rock, I love metal, I love classic rock. Like, you know, 90s grunge, like Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, um, Alice in Chains, which is kind of like, kind of like metal, I guess, you know, all those groups, like that's, that music's in my soul, man. That's, that's like my music, you know, uh, 90s alternative grunge, but I love rap. You know, I love I love rap. I love old school rap, like Wu Tang. Um, I like old school Ludacris. of course Eminem, uh Old School Buster Rhymes was the man. Uh, you know, real lyricists, real artists. Um, you can say like most deaf. Um, never got too big into KRS one, but he's definitely like a legend, like a real lyricist. Back in the day, there was Onyx that was like, you know, harder. There was, uh, of course, Snoop Dogg, like Doggy Style. When that album came out, forget it. That whole summer was like nothing but Snoop's freaking West Coast music. Like, and I grew up in New York and they were just bumping like Doggy Style, West Coast music in New York City, like crazy. So I even got to like No Limit, you know, Master P, Mystical, I love juvenile um Hot Boys. But rap now is garbage. Like I, I I don't even like music in general just sucks now. It has like no meaning. There's no messages behind it. By the way, my favorite rapper of all time is Tupac Shakur. Uh gotta throw in DMX, rest in peace to both of them. Um, but rap is garbage. They sing now, they mumble rap. Nothing has a meaning, nothing has a message. You can't even, you can't even understand what the hell they're saying. If they're not rapping out money and bitches and drugs, it's, it's so corny now. It's, it's, it's corny. Like I'm not a Drake fan. Can't stand a guy. Anyway, I could just keep ranting on it. I freaking hate, uh, I pretty much hate music now. (laughs) Natil says, um, Connor looks huge right now. Bro, Connor's jacked and, and. People may disagree with me. I don't think he's taking any steroids. I don't think the dude is taking any steroids. I think this guy is just super multimillionaire with all the time in the world. He's not training cardio and conditioning like that. And the dude's just pumping iron. You know? He's just lifting weights. He's getting big. You could you could get a physique like that if you just lift a shitload of weights and you eat a lot. You know? And you're disciplined and you sleep at a good time. And he has the best of everything. I mean you know so i think um i don't know if him bulking up to like 190 like that's going to be good for him especially if he wants to go back to 155 i feel like it's going to be detrimental to his cardio <clears throat> and i don't think Con- connor has like necessarily bad cardio he he don't have the greatest um but i feel like he could strike all day It's the wrestling and grappling that kills his cardio to me. This is just my opinion. Maybe you guys disagree. That's that's totally cool. But I feel like it's a specific aspect of MMA that kills his cardio. And people know that. You know, if you make Conor grapple and wrestle, you definitely weaken him in a fight. Especially if you make him do it early on. So... You know him him messing with his body's composition and bulking up like that, and then to go back to one fifty five I don't think that's good for him now, if he fights at one seventy, that's a different story, <clears throat> but are we gonna have the same conor like a lot of his style has to do with reflexes explosiveness timing and being bigger. I mean, granted, he's putting muscle on, but you're still changing your body composition, how it moves. You have to affect your speed, you know? So, maybe he's faster, because again, like, you're putting on muscle, like, it kind of makes sense you'll be more explosive, but it doesn't really, like, always work out that way. So, he may be, like, bulking up to be, like, a tank, and he's not going to be as, like, fluid, mobile, explosive, and quick as he was, and that may affect his game at 170, so... I don't know. I really don't know if it's good for him. Natales, <clears throat> uh, I think he's still ripping on Drake. Let me see. <laughs> will will the first five songs on the album sound exactly the same and the singing is horrible? <clears throat> oh, he said well. Well, the first five. That's not a surprise, bro. It's it's again, these guys are they're R and B singers now. And um they rap about garbage. You know, it's it's Real artists are like Nas, uh, you know. I dropped some names already. It's it's yeah. You can't even compare Bone Thugs and Harmony back in the day. I remember when I got that album. Oh my God, <clears throat> groundbreaking. Kamus says I miss Prime John Jones, even though he might be a pos. <clears throat> Yeah, a lot of people are not a fan of John Jones as like a human being, you know, personal level. But uh, there's no denying the guy's, oh man, he's arguably the greatest of all time, you know. I, I, <sighs> there's people that I might rank ahead of him only because they never pop for anything. And just in general, like G- GSP might be my number one in, uh, in Fedor, you know. But John Jones, you know, it's it's all opinion and subjective, you know. No one could like dispute, like if you say John Jones is the greatest of all time, it's not like it's not like you're saying Derek Lewis. <laughs> you know, like no hate on Derek Lewis, he's a beast, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like if you drop certain names, if you say DJ, it's like, okay, okay, maybe DJ's the goat. If you say Fedor, like, you know, okay, that makes sense. There's an argument for that, you know. Um, same thing with John Jones, but on a personal level, yeah, he's he's, you know, he's done some messed up stuff, you know. And I know we're not, we're we're all not perfect. Everybody makes mistakes, but you got to learn from your mistakes, man. You got to, you got to grow up. You got to stop repeating the BS, you know, because if you keep repeating it, it, it's almost like you just don't care to be a better person. That's what it, that's what it seems like. Natil says, uh, Kevin Holland is a real life superhero. Dude, he is, man. You know, I'm actually like, I worry about Kevin Holland (laughs) freaking asthma, damn it, I worry about Kevin Holland, I think this guy's, like, almost doing a little too much, and, um, one day he's gonna wind up, like, Uncle Ben, and, uh, Spider-Man's gonna wind up crying over him, (laughs) Uncle Holland, like, nah, man, like, you can't be out there fighting crime like that, it's very dangerous, that's the same reason why you shouldn't be, like, street fighting, like, you know, you should avoid, Physical confrontation outside in the street as much as possible because like people don't fight fair. They could stab you. They could shoot you. You know, even if you have like skill and you could you could you know you could do some damage and you know whip your average per- person's butt. This is not a good idea. You know, <clears throat> not to mention you can kill somebody like accidentally. All you gotta do is punch a person hard. And knock them out and they land the wrong way or even that first punch kills them. It happens. It freaking happens. <clears throat> so it's better to just avoid BS. And um, But Kevin Holland's doing good deeds. He's stopping crime, which is cool. You know, I just uh, hope nothing happens to him because that will suck. Cayman says... Um, <clears throat> came and says yeah hopefully holland doesn't get bulleted yes dude just because someone is an mma fighter um don't mean you're a superhero yeah man that's true i mean i i've talked about this before you could even have a pro fighter like you know you could be a professional fighter you could be highly skilled and a fight's a fight, to fight a fight's a fight like let's say some scumbag piece of crap thug out there you get into a fight with them in the street and they just they land a punch like they just catch you with something now you in the street there's it's you know there's no rules like if you get knocked out in the street they could just keep kicking your head in until you die you know that's a real thing and like you said uh came in with with weapons man you know and weapons even if you're armed if you're concealed you know if, if you're uh if you have a permit, I'm not gonna use certain words because of the algorithm, but um, rhyme rhymes with uh, gum. If you carry gum, and um, you have protection in that sense. It doesn't it's still still, you know. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're gonna come out unscathed or uh, survive an encounter like that. It's it's if you could avoid it, you know, avoid it. <laughs> Nitcho says, well, I think John Jones is a fake nice guy. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people definitely think that. I think that's warranted based off of uh his actions. I remember that 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 video, um, him and DC were they had that that interview and the mic was still on air, and him and DC start going off on each other. And uh I don't know if DC said he would spit in his face. I think he did. I think DC said, I will spit in your face. And then Jones is saying, like, cursing at him and saying, he'll kill DC, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you so, you definitely saw, like, another side of Jones just come out of nowhere. And, like, when he's on camera, he's all smiling and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it rubbed people the wrong way. Um, I don't necessarily dislike John Jones like that. You know, I just feel, I don't know, I just think, I think he has issues you know, I think he has issues. He definitely has <clears throat> internal internal demons. I mean, I saw like when he was drunk. It was sad. It was actually sad when he banged his head on a squat car. It's 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 sad for a person of that stature and that kind of uh history in the sport and accomplishments to be in that position <clears throat> where you're just drunk and belligerent and you're crying and you're getting arrested. It's just it's sad. There's nothing else to say about it. It's just sad. Eric says, um, "Have you ever heard of Phoenix Jones, a guy who used to dress like a superhero, literally fight crime? I have, dude. I have. He looked like a a, a wish version of uh, the the seven from the Boys. <laughs> he looked like the eighth member under Homelander. Um, yeah, he looked terrible, man. He looked he looked goofy as hell, like crazy. But yeah, he would go out there and like stop crime and kick people's asses, like which is kind of funny, but God." super dangerous man that dude is like definitely tapped in the head something happened with him i don't know if he like wound up committing a crime himself i i read something i forgot but he went through some crap recently and um i think he was arrested natil says bro did you hear ezra miller the flash kidnapped a kid yeah man oh my god um i didn't get too much into the details of, like, him kidnapping a kid, uh, I heard something, something like that, I do know that, I think this 12-year-old has a restraining order against him, and there's, like, a history, I believe, um, of him, um, I I guess this is the accusations of him, like, grooming, like, younger, uh, kids, you know, and, um, One of them, I think, was like a Native American, and um, he was like non—you know, non-binary. He had, he didn't identify, you know, just like a confused young kid. <clears throat> and you know, Ezra Miller, like he attacked somebody at some restaurant. Allegedly, I think it's going to court. I mean, he's a hot mess. This dude, this dude's a mess. And I don't think DC. I don't think DC. Um, Warner Brothers DC not daniel cormier um even though daniel cormier should get a hold of him (laughs) but i don't think warner brothers really put out a statement and they they didn't um remove him from the from um the flash role because i think it's too late they already they already filmed it and it's going to be released which is super cool like michael keaton's going to be in that that's that's what i'm excited for michael keaton back as batman that's my favorite batman i think i think it was the best but that's just me um yeah i don't know I don't know, this dude's acting up, and um, they should probably boot him from the flash roll, you know, he needs, it sounds like the guy needs help, or or go get some damn help, go to rehab, and fix your life, dude, but the kidnapping, no, man, I don't know nothing about that, I mean, if he'd, like, legitimately kidnap a, kidnapped the a kid, and was on some sick stuff, like, you know, fuck that dude, like, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that, excuse my French, Neto says he also threw a chair at a woman and he messed up her head, I think. Yeah, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Kim <clears throat> says, I just watched The Boys season three up to episode five. No spoilers. I'm seeing his homeland is crazy. Yeah, dude. I'm caught up. I'm caught up with uh, The Boys. And um, I'm, I'm rotating from that in Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is awesome awesome show. That was a spinoff of, uh, breaking bad, but the boys is amazing. If <clears throat> the, the, um, they have the boys, the whole comic storyline, and I'm going to give this dude some love and he don't need the love. He got like m- over a million subscribers. He might have 2 million, but comics explain the guy's name is Rob. If you guys are into comic books, do yourself a favor. You could you could thank me later. Go to Comics Explain. Tell him Dave from MMA Slam sent you. And uh he covers comic books, he narrates whole storylines, he's freaking awesome at it, super comic book nerd, and I say that in a cool, respectful way. And he does like whole series. So if you type "The Boys" full story comics explain, he'll have the whole comic storyline, and he narrates it in a really cool way with like visuals. So um, yeah, I I, uh, I got some YouTube channels that I subscribe to and I check out. Um, I love Comics Explain. I love um Soft White Underbelly, and um, they have cool stories like um, you know uh soldiers like veterans the last one i saw was um of this veteran called nick he was a he was a marine and he was talking about all the horrors he experienced and his current ptsd and you know soldier suicides and stuff that's another great channel if you're into like interviews Uh, they interview like prostitutes pimps uh people on drugs um all kinds of sad stories people from skid row <clears throat> it's called soft white underbelly but it's some dark stuff it's kind of sad <clears throat> all right let's see um got a little bit of time left and it show says did you see that guy trying to pick a fight with dc during the interview yeah 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 i was uh kind of touching on that a little bit earlier um Phil Hawes, right? That's his name. I saw that. I got to rewatch the video because I couldn't really hear what he's saying 100%. But it was about... I guess DC was picking the other guy to win and they're close. And the Hawes guy was like, yeah, how you like that now type stuff. <laughs> what time is it? Oh, it's past 12. Damn, guys. It's uh like 12.10 where I'm at on a Sunday. I got to go to work tomorrow. I got to be up early, but... <clears throat> I got to check out, guys. Hey, man, thank you all so much for hopping in. I appreciate you guys so much, and uh, I'll catch you guys on the next live. Maybe I'll get on tomorrow. I should do, like, dedicated lives at a certain time, like weekly. Maybe that would be cool if I could commit to that. I know I tried to before, but it's hard. Um, But you guys are the best. I I appreciate you very much, and you guys have a nice night. Have a nice day, and I'll I'll catch you guys on the next one, all right? Later, guys.